Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 74. I think it's time for a little relaxation this week as we look at one of the best ways to reward yourself on a Royal Caribbean cruise, the spa. Royal Caribbean's Vitality Spa is available on all ships in the fleet, and it's a wonderful way to reduce stress and pamper yourself with some great treatments. This week, let's explore what the Vitality Spa can offer you, as well as share some of our favorite treatments, and hopefully, we'll introduce you to a few things you may not have known about the spa before. Here we go. I don't know about you guys listening at home, but I got to tell you that when we're talking about a Royal Caribbean cruise in general, one of the things that always comes to our mind, especially me and my family, is the spa. It's become something that we've always looked forward to on a cruise. It's kind of one of those things we only really ever do on a cruise vacation because it's kind of a reward to ourselves. And Royal Caribbean Spa is, I think, one of the best that we've ever encountered. It's consistently a great experience. And it's become part of the cruise experience. I think many others probably share that kind of thoughts as well when it comes to the spa. So let's talk about what the spa is, what it offers, and and kind of go through all the aspects of what you can expect from the spa, really. So when we talk the spa, there's a lot more to it than just maybe what comes up to mind. The spa encompasses a couple different things. You can get some treatments like massages. You can get things like Botox, some facials. You can get your hair done for both men and women. You can get a shave for men. You can get your nails done for women or vice versa, whatever floats your boat. They have a lot of different things that go on at the spa. So it's not just getting a massage and that's it. And that's probably very important to understand. There's a lot of different things that go on there. So one of the things you can do even before you get on the ship is book spa treatments in advance. And this is available via the Royal Caribbean website. It's probably the best way to do it, in fact. Booking the spa treatments in advance gives you two main benefits. First of all, you get to split up the cost. You're not just getting one huge bill at the end of your cruise. And second of all, you get a chance to really check out some of the options and get the best possible times because most people are booking probably their treatments on board the ship. And booking well in advance gives you the opportunity to get a perfect time for you that's going to work into whatever schedule you have in mind. So let's talk about the different treatments that the spa has, though, before we can get to anything else. So probably the one that most people think about, and it's absolutely the core of what the Vitality Spa offers, is definitely massages. There's uh, different types of massages, not just the usual, you know, kneading your back, so to speak. There's quite a number of them, in fact. There are stone therapy massages. There are deep tissue massages. There are massages that use hot stones, bamboo. These are the kind that you stereotypically expect to find here where someone is going to be, you know, working the your, your body essentially to get a lot of that stress and, and relieve pain and knots in your back and muscles. Just relax yourself. It's one of the best things we do. In fact, nine out of ten times when we book something in the spa, we're booking a, ma- a massage because it's, again, I think one of the best things they really do. They do a great job with it. My wife, who is a spa junkie, and she will admit to that loves, I mean, it's hard to go wrong with the Swedish massage, which is just that deep tissue, you know, kind of massage, but there's also the stone therapy massage, which are wonderful. They're basically these hot stones that they heat up for like, I don't know how many hours beforehand. They take them out and they massage them with you. And it's evidently it's the, the best explanation we've ever gotten from it was from one of the Royal Caribbean crew members who was going to be offering it at the spa. And she described it as you'll feel like mashed potatoes afterwards, <laughs> which is very accurate actually. And then, of course, the bamboo massage my wife did one time. She says it's really good for, like, it's the ultimate. It's like the nuclear bomb of massages in terms of deep tissue stuff to release tension. But they essentially, like, beat you up is what it feels like. But it feels great, like, the day after kind of thing. But anyway, massages are certainly a big part of what they offer. Now, also, you'll have other things like facial treatments, Botox, Restylane, teeth whitening. These are kind of treatments that you can also get in. They're kind of, you know, vary between something that's more about 
making pampering and more about, you know, maybe some aesthetics to it. I don't have the time or the expertise to get into the difference between Botox and all these other things that are available, but they can help certainly make yourself feel or and look a little bit better, a little younger, get rid of those wrinkles, all that kind of stuff. And those treatments are available for you as well. Now you've also got body wraps and scrubs. There's acupuncture. There's a lot of great things that, that the spa offers. One of my favorite things actually is a lot of, on many, many ships, you'll have an option actually to get a day pass to the spa and get access to a couple different areas on board the ship. So as an example, on the Oasis class ships and some of the even quantum class as well, they have a couple of different areas that you could book these services individually. Basically what you do is it gives you daily access, unlimited access in fact, per person to things like the steam room, the sauna, the they have these uh, very warm chairs. Hard to explain. They're like these stone chairs that are heated up. They're great to go into. Some of these ships have rainforest rooms where it feels like the uh, you're it's just a lot of like warm uh, water coming down on you. There's some aromatherapy involved in it. It's kind of something you have to kind of see to understand. But they do have those as well. In fact, there's a lot of different options. One of the one of the really cool things that the spa offers as well are consultations. You know, maybe you don't know what you want. A lot of people don't know that. Maybe you've been, it's been years since you've been to the spa. Maybe you've never done any kinds of things, and you kind of want to get an idea of you know what may be you know something of interest to you. This is a good way to start, and they kind of give you some ideas of what you know based on obviously yourself, what your needs are, and they kind of give you some ideas on on a lot of things. And these are ways to kind of again to kind of figure out what would be the best kind of experience for you. Some people don't like massages; they don't like people touching them. Some people really are more interested in some more things that help their their appearance, right? Like maybe facials and getting the hair done, the fitness program. Because the other thing to understand is that the the gym, the fitness center is a part of the spa. It's kind of one and the same. They, they operate in the same department, if you want to call it that. So you can get things like individual personalized training, a nutrition consultant, uh, body composition analysis. These are just some of the options that are available to you. And again, what's nice about it, again, these are all a la carte. You pick whatever only you're interested in. And, you know, really when you're thinking about all this, I know, you know, I mentioned earlier you could book it online, but what I really recommend is you go to the spa on the first day that you get on embarkation day, you know, after you've eaten at the Windjamere, you've scoped out the ship a little bit, you know, maybe you've even gone to your room. You, there's usually that little bit of time that's between when you've kind of done the, the the obvious things and you still have the mustard drill coming up. So you don't want to get into, you know, going to the pool is probably not a great idea because maybe, you know, you've only got an hour or two and it takes too much time to get dressed and shower and everything. Anyway. The spa is one of the best places I always like to go on that first day for a couple of reasons. One, they offer complimentary tours. They offer complimentary tours all the time, but on day one, they've got like an army of crew members who are there to help you, and they're going to take you through the whole thing, show you all the facilities. This is no obligation. It's actually not that much of a sales pitch in terms of it's not like afterwards they're like, all right, what do you want to book? They'll ask if you want to book anything, but they're not really too hard on you in terms of you know making sure there's no hard sales pitch at all. It's pretty easy. And the other cool thing about it on the first day is there's usually a raffle as well. It's definitely a sales pitch, but the good thing about the raffle is you can win free services. And I say it's a sales pitch because when they get to the actual raffle, a you have to be there for, to to claim your prize, and b you know they'll obviously try to sell. It's it's a group sale. It's like hey, if anyone wants to do this, you can book this kinds of things. But anyway, my point is it's free stuff. Why not? You know what do you got to lose really? And again, it usually takes about twenty thirty minutes for the whole raffle to take place. Something fun. You never know, right? You can't win if you don't play. And there's just a lot to to offer from what the, the spot treatments now. Couple things also to keep in mind about pricing, Matt. How expensive is it? Well, it depends on the on what you're looking to do. 
you know, obviously some of the treatments can cost you many hundreds of dollars. As a good example, the there's a lot of massages for couples, and couples massages can start somewhere in the ballpark about three hundred dollars and go up from there, depending on what you want, how long you want it for. You know, the Swedish massages that I mentioned earlier, some of those deep tissue ones can be somewhere in the ballpark of anywhere from a hundred to two hundred dollars or more. It, can, it depends on what you want, how long you want it, all that kind of stuff. One of my recommendations is you actually take a look at what their daily specials are. Every day of your cruise, the Royal Caribbean will be offering special deals for the spa. Now, you can actually ask in advance what they'll be. They, already, they always know what they're going to be. So even though you know on day one you might see whatever the deal happens to be in the cruise compass, they'll know what the specials are going to be every day going forward. So you can actually ask them. The best deals are always going to be on port days because everyone's going to want to be off the ship. Therefore, business is kind of slow at the spa, so they want to spur it by getting some services that are a little bit cheaper on spa days. This is usually when you can get like, you know, maybe a, a sampler massage, you know, like $99 and you get like a 20-minute Swedish massage, 20-minute hot stone, and 20-minute some other kind of massage, something like that. And it's, it's one of these kinds of ideas that can really save you some money and get you the experience of being in there. Now, the cool thing about the, the spa is that, you know, you, you, you take the tour, you kind of get an idea of what you want, you book whatever you're interested in, and, you know, when it's time for you to show up, it's very, I, I really like the experience. They, they lead you into a room where you kind of, you know, it's, it's a relaxation room. It's there for you to kind of just, you know, get ready. You're not just sitting like in a, in a waiting area. It, it's calm. It's quiet. There's peaceful music. There's actually some water and tea if you're interested. It's getting a good way for you to mentally prepare to get ready for it. And then you're led into wherever the room is when your person there is ready. And, you know, it can be whatever you're looking for it to be. If you're interested in talking to the person, you can talk to them. I personally... I check out mentally, close my eyes, face down on the massage table, and that's it. And, you know, hope I don't snore or anything but falling asleep. It's just, you know, one of those kinds of fun things to do when you're on a cruise. And that's what's really what, what I really like about it is that, I mean, they can be a little expensive. Again, uh, you know, I think they, they compare well to most massages on most reputable places. If you go to hotels, as an example, on land, you'll probably pay about the same amount of money. Maybe you pay a little bit more, in fact. And the other thing to keep in mind about prices, again, your Crown & Anchor Society, if you are a member of Crown & Anchor, you'll get coupons, actually. So make sure you check what discounts you have available for that because you can usually use this for one of the massages or one of the treatments, really, at the spa. And that can save you a little bit of money there. So there's some really cool ones to try. So again, let's talk about favorites, things that I really like. So I mentioned the Swedish massage. It's hard to go wrong with them. If you've never done a massage before, this is the place to start. It's basically just a deep tissue massage. That means the person will be running their hands over your body. And again, with all these massages, you should understand they're going to talk to you beforehand. You know, if you've got, I don't know, a bad back and you don't want them touching it or your leg is, I don't know, you've got some issue with it. You can tell them, hey, you know, uh, my back's really been, my shoulder's been really bothering me. Can you really focus on that? I'm kind of ticklish on my feet. Don't bother touching them. You know, things like that. They're here to help you make, they want you to be comfortable. Trust me, they're not here to make your life miserable. So again, it should be all about that. Swedish massage is always a good one. The stone therapy, it's like the next step up from that Swedish massage. And that's a really good one as well. I think that's a really cool thing to do. And if, you, if you've ever done a regular massage before, stone therapy is the way to go. I think after that, it's not that much more money. And it gives you, I think, a much longer lasting experience in terms of the effects of, of the massage. Now, other things that are really cool to, to check out and, and things that I've heard very good things about, in fact, definitely on formal night, if you're going to want to really do it well up, maybe go and get your, for ladies, get your hair done before, right before, maybe, the, you know, in that afternoon. Go for men, you can get a nice 
straight razor shave, which is a really cool thing to do. These are little ways that it can make formal night a little more special. You know, you're getting yourself kind of ready. It's kind of like the way that if you remember back to your senior prom, how you all get yourself all gussied up and ready to go. You know, why not? Why not get a little out there and, and make it a little more of a fun experience for yourself? Now, I did mention also earlier something about the couple's massages. And I'll tell you, honestly, I don't think they're worth it from a financial standpoint. Here's the reason why. Yes, it's very romantic to do a couple's massage. It's like, okay, we did this on our honeymoon. Great example. We thought, oh, that'd be such a great thing to do on our honeymoon. We'll have a couple's massage where, we, you know, obviously we get the massage in the same room. Here's the problem with that. It doesn't, it, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense because you're both in the same room, yes, but you're both face down on a table. Your eyes are probably closed. You can't see each other. There's not much, like... Even though you're in the same room, it doesn't mean a whole lot, and you're paying a lot more for it. So honestly, my opinion is even if you want to do it, just book it at the same time, but you'll save yourself money, odds are, than having it in the same room. I don't know why they charge more for it, but honestly, like two Swedish massages on their own would be cheaper than a just a couple's massage. Again, there's nothing special about it other than the fact you're both in the same room. To me and to my wife, she agreed the same thing. It just didn't really matter. We could have both gone in at the same time, gotten different rooms, and we would have been just as relaxed and had a great time. So a little uh, information there for you as well. And if you're unsure about any of these services, you should feel free to ask them. Talk to the crew. Ask them, hey, look, you know, I don't really know what a facial is. What does that do for you? Like, why should I get this? You know, all those kinds of, these are questions that you they can take you through the whole thing. They'll show you the room. It's really, again, the, the purpose of the spa is really relaxation, comfort, and, and, you know, just enjoying yourself, pampering yourself, really. Now, there is one thing at the end of every treatment I've ever done on a Royal Caribbean cruise. They will try to try you, sell you something, some sort of a, of a lotion, uh, something basically you can buy in addition to it. I usually just tell them, no, I don't. I, trust me, most of these things you probably get on your own a heck of a lot cheaper back home on Amazon or wherever. But the bottom line is I don't feel like it's really necessary. Unless there's some product they use that you thought was, like, amazing and, you know, really changed your life, feel free to do it. But, again, I... I usually think that's it's kind of the only hard sell they really do during the whole thing. And the thing that I would recommend that you probably just avoid something. No, thank you. I'm not interested and kind of move on from there. But hey, if something kind of rocks your world, more power to you for trying it out. It's also important to know that there's also a special spas for just teens. It's called the Y Spa, and it offers services that are just for teenagers, including acne attack facial, beach babe deep conditioning hair treatment. I think I need to get that. Soulmate pedicure and a lot more. And the spa services will vary by ships. You'll have to check which ship has what. Typically, the newer ships and some of the more refurbished ships have offer these things. But hey, you know what? If you've got a up-and-coming teenager and wants to also indulge, why not get them that as well? So lots of different options for you to choose from. And again, you know what? I like just taking a tour. We don't usually book all that much. Maybe, you know, one or two services uh, a cruise. But again, it's for, to us, it's a great way to kind of, you know, pamper yourself on your cruise. And if you've got onboard credit, it's one of the best ways to spend it. So again, a spa treatment or two is one of the great ways that you can make your cruise vacation just a little bit better. And if you've got any advice or tips or tricks or stories about the spa on your Royal Caribbean cruises in the past, I'd love to hear about them. You can, of course, email me, matt at royalcaribbeanblog.com. All right, let's get to your listener emails and thoughts and questions and everything else on your mind. Of course, you can always email us, Matt, M-A-T-T, at royalcaribbeanblog.com. I love hearing from you. And we will start off with an email from one of our good friends, Christopher Percy. And Christopher writes, just listen to episode 71, How to Get a Deal on a Royal Caribbean Cruise. As one of the masses, not independently wealthy, I can relate to your podcast episode. Part of the fun is seeking a cruise into finding the deal, so to speak on the ship and itinerary you're looking for. Booking early is important for many reasons you outline. However, I must add that we look at the last-minute cruises since sometimes they are amazingly inexpensive and if you can go at the drop of the hat, it's worth considering. 
Working with the cruise professional is also a valuable resource since they can give you first crack at deals when they come from the cruise lines. Many times, their group rates are an amazing deal too. They can also track discounts that occur between booking and final payment due date. The Crown and Anchor benefits as one of the moving up in rankings are terrific too, as you mentioned several of them. We are Diamond Plus and enjoy many outstanding benefits from booking discounts all the way through the cruise too. Your point about looking for final payment date for cabins that some can become available and price drops that may occur is a great strategy and one we have utilized often. Thank you, Christopher. And I think you brought up a good point about those last-minute cruise deals. I'll tell you, if you can jump on them, they are wonderful. So if you have the opportunity to drive or you don't mind paying a little bit more for airfare, it can be great deals that are out there, especially if you're listening to this podcast right around the time it comes out. Those early January cruises are like almost giving them away. In fact, I saw there was, and I'm sure this deal has expired already by the time you hear it, but there was like a Majesty of the Seas cruise for a four nights for $104 per person for an inside state. I mean, that's, that's like $27 per person per day and it's that's nothing that's like it costs you more to, to live at your house to pay the electricity bill so you know if you can get on those last minute deals they can be a great way to get really some of the best prices on any royal caribbean cruise but again it kind of requires you to be able to just jump on it and go on a cruise within a week or two you know, never mind vacation time you may or may not have and of course airfare and all of those other little things that they kind of get in the way of our cruise vacations uh darn you real life why do you always have to get in the way <laughs> let's go to our next email is from luke right hi matt new listener to the show but already a big fan we'll be selling our ratings of the season early january and getting married at sea it will just be my par- me my partner and her two daughters and myself We'll have one internal, one balcony cabin. We've cruised the Royal Caribbean twice and once on Celebrity. My question is, can you give me any advice on getting a complimentary cabin upgrade? I know we're less likely, but we are only gold members in Crown Anchor, but I thought we were getting, since we're getting married on board, we might have some kind of a chance. Should I be asking before we embark? Who should I ask? Or is my best chance not to ask anybody at all? Appreciate any advice and thanks for the great show. And of course, that's uh, Luke from Melbourne, Australia. We're going down under for this email. So... Answer your question, Luke. This is a tough one. Upgrades are somewhat rare, and there's really not a whole lot of rhyme or reason to it. A couple things you should keep in mind. This is true for anybody, whether or not you're getting married or not. One of the things you can do, when you go to RoyalCaribbean.com, you go to your profile for Crown and Anchor. You'll, you'll be able to define like your name and your address and all that stuff. But there is an option there, actually, for upgrades and what your upgrade preference is. Now, way back in the past, they would just kind of like assume or, or offer them to you. But now you can actually opt in or opt out. Some people don't like them because, of course, the downside of an upgrade is, let's say you pick out your favorite cabin, like a balcony hump on you know Voyager of the Seas. It's like the perfect spot. It's got that huge balcony. You love it. You never want to go in any other room. But you know if they upgraded you to, say, the next uh, a larger balcony, yes, it would be technically a better balcony room in the academic sense of the word. But you know for you, it's actually less advantageous. So... Sometimes people don't want it. Anyway, bottom line is you can define your your preferences there about upgrades. And upgrades usually, the way it's supposed to happen, and whether or not this happens in real life is another story, but what's supposed to happen is Royal Caribbean, when they have upgrades available, they will usually go down the crown and anchor list, starting with people with the most senior status and going down to the bottom. So obviously you and gold are probably not going to get to you, but you never know. It's been known to happen. It's not, again... There's not like the upgrades that that happen have any kind of really rhyme or reason. There's no scientific methodology behind them. Some people start to get them. Some people don't get them. It's hard to say. I've never gotten one. So, you know, you you never know. But never hurts to ask. So a couple things I would keep in mind for yourself. First of all, congratulations on getting married. Hopefully you're going to have a great, fun time on there. It's a a big step, but I think you're going to have a great time. And I wish you the best of luck with all that. Now, of course, if you're trying to get that upgrade... 
asking in advance is really not going to do a whole lot. I mean, usually they don't, they're not going to, you know, be like, oh yeah, we've got one available for you. I mean, it doesn't hurt to ask. That's one of my big mantras in life is it doesn't hurt to ask, but I would, I think it's more of a waste of your time, honestly. There's two things that are possibly going to happen for you that if it's going to happen to be this way, I wouldn't bet on any of them. Honestly, Luke, I think you should just go in with whatever you got booked and be happy with it because odds are it's not going to happen for you. But here are two ways it could possibly happen for you if it was going to. I hope that's set that up, set expectations properly for you. All right. Number one, I think you might have already done this, but when you're making your reservation, when you booked your cruise, make sure everywhere in all your reservations, it's mentioned you're getting married. Do everything you can. Make sure the reservation knows that, your travel agent knows that, whoever you booked it with, they know it. Special occasions usually kind of garner a little bit extra attention. Maybe you'll get the luck on that end. I don't know, but I'm just putting that out there. So make sure you, in your reservation, in any dining reservations, anything, any reservations you're making anywhere, you put down, it's, you're getting married on this ship, it's your wedding cruise, blah, blah, blah. Hopefully people will read between the lines and be like, wow, let's reward this guy with a little special surprise. The other thing that I would recommend doing is when you get to the ship, or actually before you get to the ship, when you get to the pier and you get to the check-in process, when you get to the agent over there who's going to be saying, you know, takes your looks at your passports and all that, that's when you should ask that person, hey, are there any upgrades available? You know, it's our wedding cruise. We, we were thinking of maybe, you know, doing a little, give them a little story. You know, we want to do something a little special, wondering if there's any upgrades available. They'll probably direct you to the pier agent, the person who's kind of in charge of the whole thing and, and has a good idea. Nine out of ten times, there's just not there's nothing else available. Uh, Royal Caribbean likes to sell their ships to cruise full. That's their goal for every single sailing. Usually, there's maybe one or two cabins on all the time, but if there are any, you can speak to them. Now, back in the day, way, way, way back in the olden days of cruising, and by that I mean probably like ten years ago or, or longer, upgrades at the pier were were fairly common. In fact, you could usually get a great deal. You'd book an inside cabin, show up there, and be like, hey. I'd like to get a, you know, what are upgrades available? And they've got a balcony cabin. You charge like a hundred bucks, some nominal fee and you get it because, Hey, it's going to cruise empty otherwise. Right. But these days that just doesn't happen anymore. In fact, Royal Caribbean kind of frowns on the whole cruising industry is trying to push away from it. Like I said, people were kind of, you know, going in with that kind of expectation. They want people to book the, the stateroom they actually want to stay in. So, you know, obviously be able to maximize the, the price of that. So anyway, Nonetheless, it's still worth asking about. And again, give them a good start. Just be like, hey, I'm interested in an upgrade. Say, hey, you know, by the way, we're getting married on this ship. We're really excited. Are there any upgrades available? Because I was kind of thinking maybe we want to splurge a little bit. You can always ask. Always, you know, you kind of go in with the expectation you're going to be paying for it, but maybe you'll get a little surprise. Who knows? That's the best I can offer you, honestly, because there's nothing else other than voodoo and, <laughs> and, and I don't know what else, you know, some other crazy idea that can get you an upgrade. It's just, it's just one of those things that, you know, gosh darn it, best you can try. There's not a whole lot. It's out of your hands. But Luke, I think you're gonna have a great time regardless if you're in inside stateroom or you got the grand suite. You're gonna have a I think it'll be a really fun time and I wish you the best of luck. I'm really hoping they'll get you that little upgrade there, but you know, I really I really, really would not get your hopes up at all because it's just one of those things that's very random and very strange. So sorry I can't be more helpful, but have a great time on your cruise, Luke. And lastly, we'll round things out with an email from Annette. Hi, on Adventure of the Seas, can I bring food on board the ship? Can I bring soda on board? Do I have to pay to go on all the beaches once they get off the cruise ship? And do I get any choice of non-alcoholic drinks at my meals if I've purchased, if I've not purchased the drink package? Are we served all three meals on each day? And where do you eat breakfast and lunch? Thank you. Wow, lots of questions there. All right, let's start at the very top. Can you bring food on board the ship? Yes, you can. You can definitely bring on, I don't know if you could bring a Thanksgiving dinner with you, but you could probably bring on chips and whatever you wanted to bring with you. It's not a big deal. Can you bring soda on board? 
officially, no. Unofficially, yes. What I would do is if you want to bring soda on board, I would pack the soda in your carry-on, bring it on board. Don't mention it. Just bring it on there. I've seen people bring it on. I actually saw, I was on Navigator. I saw one dude honestly had like a whole, one of those old lady shopping carts full of soda they brought on board. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen to you. Technically speaking, you're not supposed to bring it on, but I've seen plenty of people bring soda on. They're more concerned about bringing alcohol on than they are about soda. So as long as it's all in cans or bottles and it's unopened, you know, you bring a case or two, it's probably okay. Again, just don't. It's kind of the most don't ask, don't tell scenarios. That's the best thing I can say. Do you have to pay to go on all beaches once you get off the cruise ship? It depends on the beaches. There are plenty of public beaches and most ports you're be going to. Do your research in advance, though. Lots of great options that require very little money, if at all. I will tell you a lot of the free beaches aren't really free because, yes, you can go sit on the sand if you want. But a lot of them, you know, if you want to get a chair, if you want to get an umbrella, that'll cost you extra. So keep that in mind. Do you get a choice of non-alcoholic drinks at my meals if she, if you have not purchased the drink package? Yes, you do. You can choose from, of course, there's always available water, iced tea, lemonade. There's juices and breakfast in the morning. There's also milk. Those are always available to you at all times. Again, the juices are being in breakfast only and in the, in the restaurants. Are we served three meals a day? You, yes. In fact, many more than that. You can get as many as you want, in fact. There are certain meal times at the sit-down restaurants. So, you know, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, the Windjammer will serve you meals, again, around that kind of basic schedule. But the reality is you can get food pretty much any time of day. In fact, there is 24-hour access to food at some place, somewhere on your ship all the time. Keep that in mind as an option. So you can eat whenever you'd like. There are just, again, if you want to sit down in the sit-down restaurants, yes, there's certain times that they'll be serving. But there's always available to you some restaurant somewhere will be offering in addition to room service, which is always available to you as well. So trust me when I say you're not going to go hungry on your cruise ship. And lastly, where do you eat breakfast and lunch? So a couple places to eat. Uh, Windjammer is the most obvious place. It's the buffet restaurant, usually at the very top and very rear of the ship, although some ships it's in the front. Anyway, it's the buffet restaurant. It offers a number of different options for you to choose from. There's a great variety. It's one of my favorite places to go. You can also usually go to the main dining room for your meals for both breakfast and lunch. Usually breakfast is available on all days. Lunch is only served in the main dining room on sea days. But there are also other specialty restaurants that may be available for breakfast and lunch. As an example, on the Oasis class, Johnny Rockets, which usually costs money, is actually free for breakfast. So if you want to go there, you can get there there for free. Uh, For lunch, also, a lot more restaurants open up like Izumi, which is the sushi restaurant. That has additional cost, but it's actually open for you for lunch. Giovanni's Tables usually also open for lunch as well. Most restaurants, in fact, all restaurants are open for dinner, but a little fewer are available for lunch and even fewer for breakfast. But if you're interested in breakfast, Windjammer, main dining room. If you're just interested in maybe a grab-and-go, like a muffin or something like that, you usually go to the coffee shop like the Cafe Promenade or Cafe Latitude. depends on which ship you're on. But those are usually options. In fact, one of the best things, if you want to know what's open, what's available, just check your cruise compass. There's a whole list of breakdown of what's available for each meal area, and then you got the 24-hour option. So, again, don't worry, Annette. You're not going to be hungry on the cruise. I promise you. You'll have a great time on there. So good luck to you. And, of course, I want to mention to everybody, Happy New Year! <laughs> That's my New Year's uh, sound effect that I can afford. So I hope you all have a great 2015. I wish you all the best of luck. I hope this is going to be a great year for everybody. I hope this is going to be a great year for the podcast. And I thank each and every one of you for listening to this show. It means so much to me. And, of course, I want to hear from you, each and every one of you. I love hearing questions for you. There is no question too silly, too simple, too complex. I love them all. Email me, matt at royalcaribbeanblog.com, M-A-T-T at royalcaribbeanblog.com. 
So until next time, I'm Matt Hotchberg, and we'll talk again soon.